I was 15, turning 16 in literally a day, when my sister was like, tomorrow, when you turn 16, you want to get a tattoo at my friend's house? And I go, sure, because I am literally the stupidest 15-year-old ever. Sketchy. Very sketchy. R-O-T-N, let me present to you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Rotten Podcast, episode six. What is freaking up, you guys? That is a classic Miss Tiffany Ma intro right there. For anyone who's been watching Tiffany on the internet, they know that that is a staple for her. (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing this for seven years, and I've kind of been known for it. I don't even know how it started. I just started saying what is freaking up, and it's stuck, but a lot of people make fun of me for it. So I I feel like slowly I've just stopped doing it as often, but I still do it once in a while, and it just comes out so naturally. But I would never, ever say to someone in real life, what's up? Like, that's just not how I would speak at all, ever. I always say, I always say, bye. Bye. You know, you end, my mom says it too. When we say, like, when we hang up, she'll be like, bye. You know? Because of me? Yeah, because she watches your videos (laughs) and that's how you end all of your videos as well. You're a smart content creator. You have memorable formats at the beginning and at the end. It's a testament to your, uh. Thank you. Your ability to uh, retain an audience. You're being so nice to me. Um, I just wanted to say today was such a fun day. We were really starting this podcast late. We don't have a bunch of time because Matt and I have been in bed since like 2 p.m. today because last night we threw our engagement party. People were still here at 3 a.m. and I was like, all right, I'm ready for bed at like 1 a.m. I was like, I'm so ready, but I, I have to like stay up. It was such a fun party. It was a banger. Honestly, one of yes. the best parties <laughs> I've ever been to a hundred percent. We'll get into that in a second. But by the way, I definitely was not in bed until 2 p.m. Really? Sort of. Well, I woke up at 930. Yes. Grabbed coffee. You did? Fed the dog, brought Theo with me, cleaned up the house, threw out trash. Okay. If you managed the situation <laughs> outside. I got to say, Donna and Scotty, they did a fine job on the fines here. <laughs> Um, (laughs) all the fine brothers and sisters, if you ever have a party with them, they will help you clean up and they'll be cleaning while you're still having a fun time. And you're like, please just relax because I can't relax. But Matt always just like, well, that's not fair to say I will not clean up anyone else's party. If it's my house, that's a different story. Or if it's family, like your family, I'll Mm -hmm. help clean up. It's in my blood. It is. But I'm not going to go clean up other people. So (laughs) it's not like a advertise, have the fines over at your party and they'll clean your house. No, you guys will clean your own shit. We just get things done effectively, quick. We, I think it's because we just don't like 
sitting and relaxing knowing that there's a mess yeah you know we like to be proactive and then once that stuff is done I feel like we can actually relax and not have to worry about it that's very true um but I kind of knew that you well I didn't realize one that you had gotten up went outside cleaned did all this stuff because I think I woke up at 11 a.m and I figured you're just like in the bathroom taking a shower whatever and then you went back into bed and then at like took a little nap and at 1 p.m you're like you know what I want for lunch and I go, chicken and waffles. Roscoe's. Uh, it made me so happy hearing you say that, by the way, because Matt, if you guys don't know, never, ever, ever wants to eat anything unhealthy. You've lost a bunch of weight over the last two months. Everyone was saying that last night, but Matt does not like to eat unhealthy food, and I love unhealthy food. And one of my favorite things to eat is Roscoe's chicken and waffles. If you guys are not in LA, um, if you guys ever come to visit, please get chicken and waffles from Roscoe's. It so bomb. So worth so it. So good. Well, I didn't really eat real food yesterday. And I'm sorry. I, no, it's a, what do you mean? <laughs> I just, all day we were setting up, getting ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I was drinking coffee at 7 p.m. last night, and here yeah. we are. I'm doing it again. <laughs> um, not my typical routine. But yeah, no, it was funny seeing people yesterday, and they're like, you look good. You look like you lost weight. And it's, yeah, I have lost probably like 10 pounds in the past yeah. couple months. But also it's like I haven't seen anyone or been out of the house. We've been working so much. On the NFT project. On the NFT, <laughs> on this. Here we are. It's Saturday night, 7 p.m., grinding it out. But anyways, the party was insane. I got my first tattoo yes! ever at 2 a.m. <laughs> in the morning. We had a tattoo artist. Yes. Tiffany hired an event planner mm-hmm. from Revolve. And if yes. you guys do not know, Revolve throws the best banging parties. And maybe you can tell people how that came about. Yeah, I mean, last night was incredible. People were coming up to me saying, this looks like a Revolve event. And I go, that's so funny you say that because I hired the Revolve event planner. I literally stole her and was like, do you do other parties? And she's like, yes, I do. And the way this came about was because I was invited to go to the Revolve X Porsche event. And Porsche is like Matt's dream car. And it was like really cool that I got to do that. But while I was at the event, I was, it felt like fate because I was ready to go home. They were closed at 8 p.m. The event stopped at 8 p.m. It was like 7.45 p.m. Um, Kaylee and I, which is Matt's younger brother's girlfriend, she wanted to get permanent jewelry, which is really cool. But the line to get Wait, it, what is permanent jewelry? Oh, this ring I'm wearing right now. So if you guys are not seeing it, audio listeners, it is jewelry that you get soldered onto you. So mm. there is no chain to take it off. So it's like pretty much stuck on forever. That makes me feel fucking anxious. Really? 100%. Just I the see thought a lot of, of thinking that. I feel like you get that way about the engagement ring. I used to. Now I've gotten so used to it. The only times it frustrates me is when I... Um, Your little, little fingers get fat. They, they get fat up. every morning and every night. During the day, it's completely fine. So now I know I can only... If I need to take it off, I need to take it off during the day. Or like really squeeze it off. Yeah, so we were in line. The, the wait was like an hour long. I was the last person in line with Kaylee. For 35 minutes, no one else entered the line. I was like... I'm so ready to go home. I'm so tired. But then Nina, one of the girls from Revolve, who I'm really good friends with, she waited in line after me. 
and she was waiting in line with a girl named Sarah. And we were just talking, hitting it up. I haven't seen her in a while. And she was like, congrats on your engagement. Your ring is so beautiful. I watched your video. Like Matt did such an incredible job. I literally cried watching it. I was like, I know Matt did such a good job. I want to do like an even better job planning an engagement party for us because I know how much work and time and effort Matt had put into my proposal. And so I was like, but I'm getting stressed out because I don't know how to throw an event. I'm not a planner. Planning anything makes me super fucking anxious. And she was like, do you need an event planner? I was like, I do. And she's like, she's an event planner. And I looked at Sarah and I go, are you for hire? And she goes, yeah, I do things outside of just revolve. I was like, fuck yeah. Imagine getting, is she like allowed to do that? I think so. It's on yeah. her own time. I've never once had a meeting with her during work hours. Every time I've had like a zoom meeting with her, it's on the weekends or after like 7 PM. So like, I think it's totally fine. Yeah. Probably makes sense. I think most event planners probably do like side jobs as yeah. well. Um, but <laughs> let me tell you, this party was not cheap, but so, so worth it. Um, she helped me plan everything, but it was actually my idea to do the it tattoo artist because while I was at the Revolve event, I got inspired by the permanent jewelry. I was like, but the guys wouldn't do any permanent jewelry, but they would totally do a permanent tattoo. So let me let me find a tattoo artist that does events. And I'm so happy we found like one of the best tattoo artists in LA to do it for the event because not a lot of tattoo artists do events and I I loved her so much. But yeah, that was my, that was my first tattoo. So we got the rotten icon on my wrist right here. Yes. We got that done at 2 a.m., which I don't regret it. Excuse me? I, I don't regret getting the tattoo and especially what it represents, but I'm like, I probably got it like too thick for being such a little one, I guess mm -hmm. I need to see how it looks from afar, but I could just see how in the future it's going to just kind of like mush together, you know, but it's okay. It's starting my tattoo journey. Um, and I've always wanted tattoos. Like I'm going to get a full sleeve and stuff like that. Yeah. And this one will always be like, you know, right, right yeah. next, right here. I mean, you'll always think about our engagement party every time you see it. And, and you got a snake on your back, I got a which, snake. uh, what does that mean? I will have to show you guys some photos for those of you guys who are watching on Spotify or YouTube. Um, you guys can check out our Instagram if you guys are listening audio only um, and check out the snake that I got and check out the rotten logo that Matt got on his hand. Um, but what do you mean what the snake means? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The snake means absolutely nothing. She's a snake. No, I'm just kidding. But with this one, me, Andrew, and Gara, we all got matching ones, which I thought was, you know, it was cute. The boys got you the, guys the, the company tats, bracelets. you know, it's like fun. And with the tattoo artist, I had no idea. I had never heard of people doing that, having yeah. a tattoo artist at an event. And so even when I was it telling people, people, LA. people, yeah, people didn't believe me. They didn't think that they were real tattoos. Mm -hmm. When I told my mom, when I was talking to friends or, oh, it's temporary, right? I'm like, no, this is a real tattoo. Yeah. We picked out designs, you know, they're called flash tattoos where they're fairly quick. Not so quick. Yeah. <laughs> depending on which one you get. But yeah. Well, I mean, so we were supposed to have her from what? Seven to 11. Yes. And she ended up being there till 2.30 in the morning. We're I getting our tattoos. I so bad, but we paid her for her time, of course. Yeah. But you know what I'm most excited about? The reason why I wanted to get a tattoo artist for our party was that when anyone who got a tattoo looked down on their tattoo, they thought of us and our love and our engagement party and got excited for it. And so- That's I, what Matt told me. What? That was his first tattoo. And he's like, every, he texted me today and he's like, every time I see it, you know, I, I'm going to remember <laughs> this moment, which is so yes. epic because there was a handful- 
at least a few people that that was their first tattoos ever. Yeah. I think I was. I think Wait, there was. Th I'm sorry to cut you off. There was three mats yesterday. Every single mat Wait, that no. had their first tattoo. That's right. Me, Matt Revis, Matt Enriquez. And those yes. were all of our three tattoos. How oh funny is that? God. Or our first tattoos. You're right. Um, but it was so funny because I had no idea how it was going to go and if people were actually going to get them. Mm -hmm. And you were the first one to get one, yes. which was an interesting time to do it, number one. Well, I had to get one because no one was getting it. Literally, when I first, when we, when the party started at 7 p.m., of course, people were just trickling in until 8 p.m. And from 7 to 8, not one person was biting. And I was like, shit, did I just spend all this money on a tattoo artist? I'm paying her for her time. Oh, no, you got to get the drinks flowing. You got to, but either way. No, no one had, yeah. would have done it unless yeah, I no, had I gotten know. it done. Someone would have, but either way, it was no. really good that you kicked it off because ever since you got one, Everyone was coming up, taking pictures, taking videos, like, holy shit, she's getting a tattoo. And from there, there was just a line for exactly. the entire night to get a tattoo. Over exactly. 10 people got tattoos last night, which is pretty cool. But uh, either way, overall, the event was incredible. The backyard looked beautiful. We hired Flowers. A we had a bartender. There was food catered. There was an incredible photo booth, which I'm so happy we had that. Photo booths are so underrated yeah. because we have a stack of of photos that we kept taking pictures with everybody last night. And it says Matthew and Tiffany's engagement party yeah. on it. And it's so memorable. And they're going to send us like the file of all the those photos. Files. And it's just such a fun thing to do. All of our loved ones, all of our friends getting together, dressed up. You made the theme, which was black and green cocktail attire. Mm -hmm. So everyone looked good and sexy. It was like a nice vibe. And also such an epic touch. This is how I know that you were wifey material what? because not only did we have a tattoo <laughs> artist, you had like a cigar bar, a cigar bar. There was a jar of cigars. There was torches. There was everything set up and it was very, very well put together and intentional by the fire. It was very welcoming. And you know what's funny? What? I thought we were going to need to get more beer. Yeah. And I th and there was how many cigars do we have in that jar? We had almost 50 cigars in the jar. And I thought maybe 10 people would smoke cigars. Mm -hmm. I thought we'd run out of beer and go through no cigars. We almost went through all of the cigars and we didn't even get through half of the beer. I told you this too. You're like, no, we need more beers. And I was like, babe, we literally have espresso martinis on the menu, spicy margarita. We have a full stacked bar with a bartender that can make any drink you want. And I was like, no one's going to want beer. Literally, no one's going to want beer. No one wanted beer. <laughs> I was drinking some beer. Yes. Um, I, I actually only saw you drinking beer, maybe one other person, and that was there it. Was, there was definitely some people drinking beer. But it was so fun. and It was so much fun. I'm glad you loved it because I wanted it to be as thoughtful for you um, with, like, the cigar bar and everything. It was and so cute. one of my good friends, Newman, her husband actually taught me how to smoke my first cigar. You've taught me before, but you are... Also a beginner at cigar smoking. Yeah, I'm not. I don't claim so, to like, be a connoisseur. Was, yeah. I finally figured out how to like perfectly puff in without swallowing or like breathing it in. So I figured that out. I felt so aesthetic and so cool, and like it was just honestly such a fun time. And um, for any of you guys who couldn't make it, I'm so sorry, but you missed out on like the best party ever. Yeah, I remember I smoked a whole cigar in the middle of the night, and I finished it. And right when I finished it, you wanted to take pictures 
with cigars together, yeah. which I thought it was number one hilarious that you were smoking a cigar. It was so funny. Like, when would that happen? And it was such a funny yeah. time to do it during our engagement party. And then I had to light up another cigar after I had been smoking one for an hour, hour and a half. And then we yeah. took pictures with it, which was funny. I think but. it's really funny how, like, some things have a bad rep and some things have a better, like, connotation to it. Because I was really thinking about it because I'm really turned off by cigarettes personally. But if you think about cigars, isn't it? pretty much the same thing both have tobacco in it both kind of do the same thing both you have to light up both you have to inhale into your lungs so no not necessarily okay. cigars you're not supposed to inhale, inhale. Oh, but okay. there is no filter so you are actually it's just like hookah you're actually consuming way more um tobacco and nicotine per hit versus a cigarette is filtered however usually mm -hmm. i feel that the behavior of smoking a cigar is it's more on an occasion. Yeah. Some people do smoke cigars regularly, which is very bad as well. Yeah. But if cigars, that's a really aggressive um, habit to be having, like doing that almost yeah. every day or always be smoking cigars. And people do it, right? I, I get it. I get why they would. But if you think about cigarettes, which also is a social thing people do, but for the most part, you're associating cigarettes with the everyday smoker who's smoking a pack, who's yeah. going out. That's a constant habit. Mm -hmm. That is a nasty thing to always be doing. Whereas a cigar, it's like, yeah, we can do this almost like popping champagne, celebrate. Yeah. You know, so there is a difference for sure. But you know how like those there's like those sayings that are like, what is something that rich people do that poor people can't do? Because it seems poor when a poor person do does it versus like rich when a rich person does it. Like a cigar is definitely way more expensive than a cigarette. Right. But it's like, you know how like a rich person has someone else watching their kids versus a poor person has has someone else watching their kids. It feels poor, but like a rich person will hire a nanny. Yeah, right? that's a good point. Yeah. So it's like so interesting. It's all perspective. It is all perspective. And it is interesting that like a lot of things do have like double standards to them. Um, but yeah, I had such a great time. Hopefully everyone else who came had such a great time. You know what's funny too? What? Number one, it's crazy that we just had our engagement party. Yes. Like we're getting old, right? A lot of our friends Here we are, are engaged now. Yeah, which is wild. We're like kicking it off. There's been a couple, like th things are Two just moving forward. Two of my friends got engaged this same weekend that we wow. had our engagement party. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's funny because when people were coming up to us and mm -hmm. saying, congrats, you know, and I'm thinking in my head, I go, oh, yeah. Because it it's been, it's it, been it's three been, months. Yeah, it's been three months. And so it's just been funny that I kind of was being thrown off when people are congratulating, giving us Same. cards and gifts. And I was almost like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> but, you know, It felt, it, uh, yeah. Um, some of our friends were like, how does it feel to be engaged? And I was like, I've been engaged for three months. And this party is happening so, so late just because we haven't had time with the NFT. All the highs of the engagement are yes. well gone. Yes, 100%. Um, but you know, either way. You think your life is going to change when you get that ring on your finger, baby? It, it goes back to normal a few months later. So um, if you think a ring will fix all your problems, it will not. Just FYI, it will not. Yes. <laughs> and um, back to the tattoo and the project, you know, yeah. if people didn't think we were committed before. That is a signal right there that we are committed to building this brand. Um, but also in funny other NFT crypto news, Donald what? Trump launched an NFT project that, this weekend. Did he really? He launched an <laughs> NFT project this weekend. What? He made an announcement about it on Wednesday, dropped the NFT on Thursday, and it actually took him until Friday to sell out. Three days? From what I read. No, no, no. One day. He oh. made the announcement. He dropped it on Thursday. He released his NFT project on Thursday. Yeah. It sold out on Friday. 
Wow. But the craziest thing about it is that the artwork of the NFTs is Donald Trump as a superhero, which That's is funny. so fucking hilarious, right? I wonder how many people are buying it because they support Trump versus people who just think it's funny versus people, people just, who just are doing it because they think other Trump people are doing it. So they'll make a little bit of a bag off of it, right? I think it's a mix probably of both. I mean, I think with every NFT project, people just want to buy something they think is going to go up in value. value. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what's crazy about the about his project is he sold them for $99, whatever that is in Ethereum. And guess how many was in the collection? Uh, I don't know. 10,000? 45,000. <gasps> which is why it took him over a day, right, to sell so out. that's $4.5 million he just made in one day. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, not good for him because... Yeah. But good for him. This market is really tough to sell out in. And, you know, being a political figure and being a celebrity in a way almost kind of hurts you a little bit. Um, if he released this NFT project a year ago during the bull market, oh it would God. be insanely pumping. It would it would just be doing so insanely yeah. well. Um, and it's crazy that it even took him a day with his fan, like with his even, audience mm -hmm. and with his he's like one of the biggest celebrities in the world. Love him or hate yeah. him. He holds the, some of the highest level of attention in people's What's mind. What's crazy is that his fan base has shrunk even from last year to this year. You can just tell by the way like the media is talking about him and everything. So it's so interesting to see that he actually did sell out. But hopefully he's actually genuinely interested in NFTs because I really do dislike it when people are are into NFTs purely for the bag. And I think that's what really, you know, differentiates us than with other projects, especially other influencers slash celebrity projects. Like I don't consider myself a celebrity or like a typical influencer in any way, but people see me myself as that way. But I genuinely love NFTs. I think, yeah, we're really bullish on blockchain technology. And I 100%. think for us, we want, definitely want to get ahead of the curve because we believe in this stuff so much. And to be able to build that ecosystem and infrastructure out even mm -hmm. if the market is completely sh complete shit, mm -hmm. it has so much value for the future because all these brands are going to be tapping in to blockchain technology, trying to understand the nuances of building a community. And let me tell you, there are so many nuances. If you're a brand, a celebrity, an influencer, and you're trying to get involved in NFTs, but you don't understand how they work or yeah. the communication and you don't take the time to do it, you will be chewed up and spit out immediately. They can smell that stuff from a mile away. Mm -hmm. I just I just love the fact that we've taken so much time to actually build this project properly. Yeah. And we've what you've done so many amazing things with this project by onboarding new people. You know, people are so blown away with our project. They go, you guys have done things that other projects haven't been able to do, which is actually onboard new, new people, people into this space. And that is so valuable. That's what this market is doing. It's forcing projects to lead with value, mm -hmm. making them innovate on the fly mm -hmm. and lean into their strongest asset, which is their community. Mm -hmm. And so it's so cool that we've been able to build and cultivate this new community around new people where this is their first time having getting an NFT and we're onboarding them. We're teaching them about new technology and blockchain. That is like the goal. We just want to keep expanding and doing that stuff. So I'm super excited connecting with these projects and meeting people. It's so much fun. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people doing incredible stuff. There's one project we connected with this week, Coalition Crew. Such incredible people. They're doing things the right way. They've given $50,000 back to... Um, 
WWF. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the acronym stands for. You know, they're just giving back. And so is Elephants. Like Elephants is another NFT project that has given back to wildlife and saving elephants. Coalition Crew is saving cheetahs in the wild. So there are a lot of NFT projects that are actually doing cool things and not just like trying to make money. Or, it can be, but yeah, yeah. They're just like different communities for different people is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. And I think also the value of NFTs as we know is it's a way for you to buy in to a brand that you think just like a stock is going to increase in value. And that is your ownership of your portion. So if you believe in it, you're actually going to see the upside by owning it. And a lot of people that buy in, they want to get involved in helping to increase the value. That's what makes Web3 so cool. Yeah, I don't think it's so much about like increasing in value though or like the money aspect because if you then everyone's just going to think about like it as a stock. It's not just a stock. There's no, 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 I know, but I'm it. just saying that is one part of it that makes it such an interesting piece because people get the upside of owning your IP by buying an NFT. I guess, yeah. You know, it's like if you were able to see Revolve in the early days and they re- released an NFT and you believed in their team and what their vision was doing, and you held that NFT today, that would be worth so much money. Speaking of Revolve, <laughs> I did, um, they're a publicly traded company. I did uh, I did put some money in Revolve, lost a bunch. Really? Yeah. I think their stock is like at 20 bucks now. I think I bought it in at 60. So. I mean, the market's just... Shit. Also, what's going on in the world right now with... AI technology has been insane. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all these AI filters of people looking like their superhero version of themselves, which is very cool and addicting. It makes sense why the did trend. Did you do it? I did it, yeah. Why haven't I seen any of the photos? I did it last weekend and I just completely forgot about it. I didn't realize you had to pay for it. Maybe <gasps> I got gypped. What did you use? Lenza? Yeah. And you have to pay for like the premium to do it. And it no. took like 20 minutes. I could show you them, yeah. Um, we can we show them to everyone? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, they're fake yeah, photos. I'll, I'll put them on. But also on top of that, the other stuff that's going on with, with AI GDP. is incredible. It's wild. So Netflix took three and a half years to reach one million users. Mm-hmm. Facebook took 10 months to reach one million users. Okay. What's it called? Chat? Chat what? <laughs> you don't even know what it's What's it called. called? Chat GDP. Chat GDP got a million users in five days. Yeah, I heard. I saw Legal Baddie said the same stuff. Like, it's incredible how fast this app has grown. I haven't played with it yet, but if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Chat GDP is an AI software. It's an app that you can use where you can ask it legit questions and it will answer and spit out complete thoughtful essays or documents or contracts for you within seconds. So if you can say like, hey, uh, my landlord is taking away my deposit money. How do I ask it back? In a legal term, Chat GDP can spit out a contract, but it is this really, really novel concept that I think will really take off because For me, I grew up in an immigrant family. There is such a barrier to the English language that a lot of immigrants face. And so if there is literally this app that can help you write contracts, read contracts, translate contracts, you can write essays with it. It's incredible. Well, the coolest part is like not to mention that element of it, which I didn't even think about. But you could say, hey, can you write me a verse 
about um, a story of a girl that I met on a train and we had lasagna yes. and it'll write you a verse. You could ask it to write you an entire movie script in, in a movie synopsis. It'll give you an entire script That's in crazy. a matter of seconds. That's crazy. It's crazy because that means it's so smart that it's not just intellectual it's creative. Well, that's the craziest part about exactly. it is that it compiling all this data get yeah. together based on human language and what's out there in the internet in the world. And I don't know how this stuff works. Mm -hmm. Like it's so beyond my comprehension level. Um, but I find it so fascinating that it's able to come up with creative writing. Yeah. There's so much cool content that could be made with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like imagine I make some TikToks that's using chat GDP to write a verse. Or you to should see do that. I want to do that because I want to see what it actually gives me. And see if any of them pop off. You should, you know what, you should do it where you don't even tell people that chat GDP is the reason why. Um, well, now the cat's out of the bag. Well, either way. But yeah. You they don't know which song. You could just never say the song, but you should always film the process beforehand. And once it goes viral or like it hits, be like, chat GDP, you know? Chat GDP. <laughs> I could be like, hey, write me a verse from Drake's perspective about Kanye West. And Kim Kardashian. And Kim Kardashian. <laughs> it, it, it could be so specific yeah. and narrow. And then you could say, actually, write me the same verse, but from... My dog's perspective. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> ridiculous would that be? The craziest thing is that it pops it out in seconds. So imagine all this computation that's happening behind the scenes in those seconds. I think what's going to happen is that this is going to elevate everyone. Technology has always pushed people forward and everyone has always been afraid that they're going to lose their jobs. Well, a few things on it. So number one, from my research, it's not accurate always 100%. So yeah. you can't just use this right now as like a proper outlet to write you contracts and do stuff. I think it's more of a cool creative experiment right now that's working very well, but I'm assuming it's going to take a lot of fine tuning and refining mm -hmm. But it's just kind of a glimpse into where we're going as a society and a race. Because if this is already happening right now, imagine this same technology progressing in two, five, ten years. Yeah. Where will we be? Yeah. That That's the craziest thing. And, and back to that point, too, when Excel came out for accountants. Yeah. People accountants thought that that was going to replace their job, but it actually was just a more effective way for them to do their job. It's actually something to help them. I studied accounting and I can't imagine doing accounting without Excel. I still do my own budget sheets and I still figure out all my expenses for the year, even though I also have an accountant. I just love numbers and shit. Imagine doing that with without Excel. That would be insane. So I think in five or 10 years from now, people will be like, I'm so excited about GDP. But I think right now... Also, at the same time, people are really freaked out about it. But the craziest thing is I don't know what our students and professors and teachers going to do. Because I remember having to write those essays. And then I had I remember putting those same essays through software where it'll say um, this has been, what's it called when you stole work? Plagiarized? Yeah. You'll run it through a software and then the software will say this paper is plagiarized by 40%, right? But with this AI software... Everything is brand new because you're asking this software to generate a, a topic based on kind of the advanced levels you need. And then you can probably even fine tune it even more being like, can you write me a paper about the great Gatsby at a college level? But you're like, actually, I'm not that smart yet. So maybe at like a junior high level, right? Or you can be like a, from a perspective of a girl who grew up as an immigrant. So I think there's a couple points on this that. Number one, it's interesting when something like this comes out in the world, even whether it be NFTs and blockchain, 
or whether it be when the radio, you know, was discovered or even when street lamps were put up for the first time, people were protesting and terrified that there was lights hung up in the streets. So I think historically speaking as a race, we are always terrified of innovation and something new that's uncomfortable, that's advancing in pushing our society pushing our pushing the human race forward yes and it's so interesting in a situation right now i encourage people to just be open with it because number one you're not going to stop these things from happening no matter if you're against it or if you think that it's going to ruin mankind well mankind has created it so unfortunately this is a product of us and maybe we need this You know, maybe we need this because you're talking about writing papers and stuff in school. Maybe this is going to push education even forward. And we're going to be thinking about education in a different way where maybe it's not writing papers. Do we need to write papers? No. (laughs) We need to write papers based on what, you know, based on the curriculum. But we all agree that the curriculum in school needs to change. It's so outdated. It's one of the slowest moving things in the entire United States. And it's arguably the most important thing that we have not innovated or progressed much in and so i think that i wonder what's going to happen with education okay maybe you're not writing the paper but maybe now we need to find even more advanced ways to stimulate your mind in 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 up level you for the jobs that exist in today's day and age because is it writing papers you know instead of doing busy work it we need to elevate critical thinking skills because i think a lot of people lack that in the world i'm not gonna lie and sometimes i find myself lacking critical thinking skills sometimes because i am very gullible and if i just thought about it for a second i wouldn't believe how should i believe (laughs) (laughs) but it's interesting because because we're both so heavily into nfts seeing everyone scared of nfts and web3 in general and then now seeing new technology coming out at the same time blockchain technology is coming out as well and people being scared of it it's just like oh yeah like This is kind of why people feel this way about blockchain. They're like scared about the future, but it's only going to help our future. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that it isn't terrifying. It is. It's terrifying. It's scary because you can kind of quickly see how this could take over and how quickly this could change and whether it be eradicate human beings or replace them partially. And that's the idea that we've always toyed with, which is becoming these alien-esque creatures that are like programmed in very AI based. Isn't that what Elon Musk is doing? With the Neuralink thing? Yes. Do you know exactly what Neuralink is? Um, before I fuck this up. Okay, so Neuralink is building a brain chip interface that can be implanted within the skull, which it says could eventually help disabled patients to move and communicate again and also restore vision, which is very cool. So I think it's helping, you know, the your brain cells and your synapses communicate with one another better for those people who have some sort of catastrophe that happens in their lives, which is very cool. Yeah. And I think also I've heard some of the goals is that we're going to be able to communicate or type without after actually typing. It's more of our Thank thoughts you. being able to almost compute and output what we're thinking which would be incredibly wild but you know what's crazy kind of scary very scary but again more effective more efficient who knows where are we going as a race as a who society who knows so when i knew we were having this episode today we were going to film you know these are some of the things i wanted to talk about and it was so ironic because i saw a reel or a piece of content by will i am from mm-hmm. black eyed peas and he made a very interesting theory about Elon Musk, which was, you know, Elon Musk bought Twitter. And at first everyone's like, cool, interesting. 
Not really sure. We'll see what he does with it. If he does, if he uses it for good, that's a good thing. But Will I Am was saying he also owns Neuralink. And if you think about what Neuralink is and what it does, which we've just talked about, it's going to need a data pool of communication that it could start to develop its AI in what's a bigger data pool than Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a scary thought right there in the event that the worst case scenario plays out. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk wants to control society and develops this Neuralink chip that's based off of all of the communication that we've put on Twitter as a society. Like that's kind of a crazy thing to have that much power because now one of the biggest socially relevant platforms is owned by this genius i wouldn't call him a genius did you see that he actually didn't even go to the school he said he went to it was all fake papers i would definitely call him a genius he actually never started any of the companies he's ran he didn't start tesla but he's a genius because he made like (laughs) even if he didn't do it he made people think that he did I guess. And I know that he did. Well, just like the same way Trump is a genius. Yeah, okay. exactly. There's, Not like actually a genius. No, but I think Elon Musk is actually a genius. I think it's crazy to say that he's not, but that's just my opinion. Like, are you talking about intellectually? Like, Intellectually, IQ yeah. Like, I don't know about the actual number of his IQ, but I would say that Elon Musk to me seems like a modern day Tony Stark genius. I think you're putting too the much world. of a hero- you know, aspect to him. I don't think he's a hero. I think that he has hero qualities more than anyone, which is funny. I think he's kind of hypocritical, actually. No, no, he is, and I want to talk about that. But up until recently, Elon Musk, to me, has been this Tony Stark figure. Ukraine calls, and they say, Elon Musk, we have no internet. And he goes, activating Starlink. The next day, he activates Starlink and internet in Ukraine during a war. That is some pretty heroic shit right there, if you're asking me. Well, that's funny you say that about the Ukraine thing, because Elon Musk wanted to put the bill on the U.S. government. No, I know. That's why he turned it off. He's like, or Yeah, he's like, wait, they're not going to... So is yeah. he really... He was going to make money off of it. Yeah, but the to, to have the ability to go and turn on internet somewhere around the world like that just goes to show the amount Act. of power in... It is a heroic. Everything he does is for his own bags. Let's be real here. And actually, I did look up his IQ. He does have an IQ of 155. So he is intellectually a genius. Um, so okay. I, if you so just, I was wrong. If you just look across the board, he's the he's one of the first people to have um, a company go into space and be contracted by NASA. So he's going into space. He's built this company, Tesla, which has completely innovated the automobile industry and made electric cars cool. He can turn on internet in different parts of the world. And now he, like, to me, that's you just... You sound like you're drinking his Kool-Aid. No, but I'm just... <laughs> I don't I, think I like anyone that much as you love Elon, it feels like. I'm just saying from the outside, it is very cool what he has done. Yeah. and But I will say also, on I that note... I've, seen, I've, I've also seen the Teslas that look like absolute garbage. I've also seen... You know, the hypocritical things that he says on the internet. I've seen him ban accounts that he said he's never going to ban. So just like, I don't know if I truly believe him. I think everything he does is for PR, which, you know, every single person that is on the internet that is a celebrity does stuff for PR. So the Starlink shit, 
he did that for the PR for everyone to say, oh my God, he's a hero. I mean, I personally don't know what his intentions are, but I do think at the end of the day, if you just look at someone's output and you look at it and you go, is it net positive or is it net negative? And I think his I think it's sure it's net super positive, even from the fact of what he's done to reduce emissions in the air from gas by making electric cars super cool and sexy. Granted, yeah, some of them maybe aren't the best looking, but some but but overall, no one built an electric car that looked that sexy. But I will say on that note, as of recently, he has kind of been in this interesting place where I'm like starting to be like, what is going on with this guy? Because he has been such a free speech advocate with Twitter. And I personally think the the things that are going on with Twitter, it's a shit show. He went out and said free speech for all. And now all of a sudden he's starting to ban accounts that are writing articles about him. Yeah. He's a hypocrite. To me, I'm don't just, worry. I used to drink the Elon Musk Kool Aid as well, but I figured very quickly over the last six months that like a lot of the things he says and does is just like a little odd. I mean, the guy is just so, so weird, random. you know. But I think he's cool. But this stuff also, with Twitter is pissing Elon, me off. That stuff is really like just bothering me because to literally be the guy that says free speech and everyone's like, cool, what's going to happen with Twitter? And then all of a sudden he starts banning these accounts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say other than he's he's definitely showing signs of being a hypocrite. Yeah, I hate to see it. Yeah, it sucks. Don't worry. I I I was drinking that Kool Aid too. Like six we all got ago. a little devil in us. <laughs> this devil is showing. We all have a little devil in us all. But um, I think <laughs> it's really cool that you guys got matching tattoos. <laughs> That's crazy. It'll be a cool is first it? story ever. Yeah, yeah, because my first story of my tattoo ever just is actually, I guess, a cool story, but sucks because I was 15, turning 16 in literally a day when my sister was like, tomorrow, when you turn 16, you want to get a tattoo at my friend's house? And I go, sure, because I am literally the stupidest 15-year-old ever. And um, on my 16th birthday, I just followed my sister blindly into someone's garage her friend's garage where he illegally tattooed people sketchy very sketchy and the the story behind my tattoo is cool and it's very sweet but i absolutely hate it he did a terrible job i got a tattoo of my last name my last name is ma which means horse in chinese and so me and my sisters we all wanted to get a horse tattoo on ourselves in the chinese symbol because my dad really wanted a boy in the family and instead of getting a boy he got three girls and then divorced my mom and then tried again and had two more girls so that man just never got a boy in his life maybe yeah maybe he's just bad karma i don't know bad karma i'm sure um and so we all got matching tattoos to kind of keep the name in the family and i think it's another interesting conversation to have about like changing last names for the modern day society and modern day women and i know it's a conversation we have a lot about changing last names but um yeah so i got it and it was supposed to be a tattoo that's completely filled in. I'll show a photo to everyone who is watching on video. It is not filled in because this tattoo artist had the heaviest hand ever. I thought I was going to faint and die. So I asked him to stop before he started shading. And it was a $20 tattoo. <laughs> well, you get what you pay for. Yeah, I got what I paid for. And it just looks like absolute garbage. What did Sasha say last night, the tattoo artist? She said... Uh... Oh, she was saying, um, you know how there is a whole trend of getting one year long tattoos? They disappear after a year. 
She said, do not ever get those because after a year, they're shady. It's not even black ink it's using. It's using dark gray ink. And it doesn't completely disappear after a year. It just gets blotchy after a year. So Weird. it just becomes intelligible. And after like a few months, it starts disappearing. And it doesn't disappear all at the same time. So it's like one part is missing. Imagine Weird. if it was like a rose. I'm That's so what glad. people thought they were last night. And I'm like, no, no. sorry. These are real. So many You're, people were like, you know, we're not fucking around. I was like, no. Permanent. Real tattoos. Permanent. This is random, but yes. one of your favorite movies of all time. Yes. Which one? Avatar. The second one is finally out. It's coming out. We got to see it this week. Are we going to see it? Yeah. And I actually read an article saying they underperformed in their in their opening day. And I think they're going to like underperform in the weekend or something. Really? Yeah. They spent like $400 million on it. And James Cameron has been working on it. I think for like, for like yeah, for 10 years. I mean, I think the original one came out in 2008. I was so surprised that this one came out because I didn't even know. I feel like did they not do a good job marketing this movie? Because I didn't see anything online really mm-hmm. that was like getting me to go pay attention to the fact that it was coming out, building up hype. Yeah. The marketing campaign was super weak because it didn't really make it into my atmosphere, yeah. you know? It didn't and make it into my circle either. I genuinely, when they started talking about it, I was like, oh, I guess they're finally doing the marketing. It's going to come out in like a few months. No, it was like next week it's coming out. And I'm like, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. Like Zoe Saldana, I love her as an actress. I don't even know if she's in the movie. Like I literally don't know anything about this movie. Me too and all they talk about in all their marketing materials is this is the greatest cgi underwater scenes you'll ever see and i'm like that does not make me want to go see a movie like maybe but i want to be rushing to go see it you know exactly and that's my whole thing too it's like they never i didn't know the date yeah normally with a good marketing what date did it come out i don't know and i don't even know what the story is about normally with a good marketing campaign you're left with questions in your head about what's going to happen What's in the story? What's the cliffhanger? But not only did I have, I have no idea what the storyline is. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the date was. Mm-hmm. And I have no, I, I, aside from what you just said, all they did was market in the past week about, about the, the CGI. Yeah. But again, I don't give a shit. No, I do care, but that's not <laughs> enough. Like you said, to make me go True. In, in, in rush, but they could have told the story as far as from a marketing standpoint to really make me be like, oh shit, Tiffany, we got to go see Avatar next week. It's coming out. I'm so happy you're saying this because I actually watched, I looked up the trailer um, and then 24 hours later, I looked it up again because I completely forgot I watched it because the trailer was so underwhelming to me because the trailer is just a lot of beautiful scenes that I forgot I even had watched the trailer. Um, And the only person I think that's any director that can do that is Jordan Peele. He's the only director that I will watch his movies not knowing the storyline because I just know it's going to be a great movie. But like, I feel like Avatar, I need to know what the storyline is because I'm going to challenge you on that. Really? But but because Jordan Peele, he's only put out three movies. Exactly. Number one. Number two, James Cameron is one of the most iconic producers and directors of all time. And but even Avatar had a storyline when they put out a trailer. But didn't that do enough of a job to say, hey, there's you're going to want to see the second one? Because I know you're going to want to see the second one. You don't even need to watch the trailer to go see number two. That's how good number one was and a testament. But to- it, doesn't, it didn't make you want to go see it. No, no. I want to see it. But what I'm saying is... Regardless, we're going to see Avatar 2 in theaters. Yes. yes. That's point blank. And that's a testament but to James Cameron. To exactly. It. That's the difference. And that's why I think they're having a lower turnout in the movie theater because maybe they got lazy with the marketing and they're like, hey, we've been talking about this for 10 years. It's finally out. Just go see it. The CGI is great. 
and people yeah. will see it eventually. But no one's rushing to yeah, it. No one's rushing to no it. No one's talking about it on social media I either. Yeah. I do, I, oh, I feel like a lot of our friends will be like, "Oh, I just watched this movie. It's so good. Go see it." But I haven't heard anyone saying that about Avatar. No one knew it was out. No one knew it was out. <laughs> All I've heard is CGI, and the runtime is three yes. and a half hours. Holy. That's a commitment. During the yeah. holiday season, that's a commitment. We don't got time for that. I think people do. That's when families go to I'm the movies. I'm talking about us personally. Oh, us, we have yes. no time. We will still do it on Thursday because I know that's the day you wanted to do it. But like, if you actually think about sitting for three and a half hours. I can't sit that's still That's a long, long time. And not only that, if you guys are a viewer or a listener that has watched it or is planning on watching it or you're, you don't even care about it, let us know. Did you like the movie? Did you not like the movie? Are you not going to see it? Are you going to see it? Because maybe maybe we're like the only ones that are like, it's so out of our brains just because we're so busy. But maybe it's been like, everyone's like, I've seen a million marketing materials for it and I'm so excited for it. I would we say the, no, no, but I'm going to say the fact that our friends or no one I know has told me about it or said, Same. yo, we got to see Avatar. That is also right there. It goes to show about the marketing because you know how word of mouth is so powerful yes. with when you see an incredible movie or you hear about it or you see a dope trailer, that was you like go everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah. We told so many people. But even if they had a really good trailer or whatever, I'm not saying the trailer is bad, but no one said, yo, did you see the new trailer for Avatar? No. And even with Dune, remember, we loved that movie. We were so gassed up when we saw the trailer. We told so many people, our friends, you know, we shared that information. We actually watched the movie with Lauren and Jeremy, too, which was yeah. really cute. They did not like it as much as us, but we, I, I that movie's mind blowing to me. <laughs> That's like one of my all time favorites. I feel like all time favorites that I watched recently in like the last yeah. few years for sure. So good. But Avatar was like one of my favorites. I think I saw it twice in movie theaters. Really? Yeah. So I am excited to see it. I just have no rush to see it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but let us know what your thoughts are if you guys have seen the movie or if you haven't or if you've seen the trailer. Let us know what your thoughts are on the trailer. Maybe we're just completely wrong um and we're just like so like out of the loop with everything but i think i'm gonna right. say no i think, I think so we're too. pretty tapped in i mean we're talking <laughs> about fucking chat what's gdp it? chat gdp and you know all guys these go download chat gdp i'm gonna go download it. i haven't yeah. even downloaded it yet but i do definitely want to check it out i'm gonna put in trademark lawyer like because we paid our trademark lawyer like seven thousand dollars what's something funny we can experiment with and then make some content about it for the podcast yeah i think we maybe we should ask it what are current news events that people are like really interested in learning like i don't know what yeah what if we ask it um to come up with hey, like, our podcast this is our podcast podcast episode hey our <laughs> podcast is about our our business being in a relationship yeah. our lifestyle current events this is what we've done so far can you write a script and outline things that would be great topics for episode seven how fun how fun also when we have guests on the show we actually have a, a couple of guests lined up that we're excited to have on we can ask it what are some really interesting questions to ask like this career like a plastic surgeon or like whatever whoever we're gonna have on you know well that is pretty much it with today's episode six um our good friends mickey and kevin are coming over right now so we gotta end a little bit early um but i think this was a great episode so yeah if you guys haven't yet make sure to rate comment and subscribe if you guys are listening to the podcast if you're on spotify or apple or wherever you're listening please give us those five stars baby and then if you are on youtube subscribe to us and subscribe if you're on spotify as well and apple we're here every single tuesday shark is being so damn cute on matt right now she's just laying on him she really needs some love after last she's night. so needy i don't know what's up with her but anyways yes thank you guys for tuning in stay tuned for episode seven make sure to subscribe and stay tuned all right bye guys bye <laughs> i know bye. you want to do it so bad bye <laughs> <laughs>